Welcome to From Our Vantage Point. My name is Nav Negra, Communications and Events Manager at Vantage Point and your host. Today we are joined by Sam Brad, Principal of Drawing Change, to discuss graphic recording and how it can be used within your organization. Sam Brad is a graphic facilitator, meeting facilitator, and the Principal of Drawing Change. Combining 20 years facilitation experience with visual tools, he helps groups engage, solve problems, and lead. Throughout his career, Sam has worked with researchers on four continents, the World Health Organization, Indigenous communities, and groups working to change the world. He has a master's degree in education from UBC, and Sam's facilitation integrates frameworks for appreciative inquiry, participatory decision-making, integral facilitation, art of hosting, deep democracy, and he uses an intersectional and anti-racism lens. He is the co-editor of two books, including Drawn Together Through Visual Practice from 2016, a number of book chapters, and is the co-founder of the award-winning Graphic History Collective. He is a white settler of Italian and Scottish background and lives on the unceded Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh territories. Welcome, Sam. Thanks so much. It's great to be here now. Oh, it's lovely to have you. I'm so excited to talk about graphic recording. To be honest, I'm not that well-versed in it, so I'm curious to learn everything that we will today. So this is great. This is great, too. So what is graphic recording? Graphic recording is a powerful tool that combines listening and then drawing. And so if you can imagine, what it looks like is a dedicated listener at the front of the room. And we're usually working on really big pieces of paper. And by the end of the day, what the pictures are is a combination of words and drawings that summarize what's been happening in the room. Mm -hmm. But really, the role of graphic recording is almost like a strategy tool. It's a facilitation tool and a strategy tool. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's just about the interpretation of an artist. And I think that's what's really exciting about the work is that you're there to document what's happening, you're there to help surface understanding, and you're doing it with some really, really basic tools like paper and pens. I mean, right. there's also digital graphic recording, but really the, the impact is often having this picture emerge as the meeting is happening. It is like live, real-time translation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it kind of looks like magic, but really there's a methodology for how we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me more about this magic. So when it comes together, mm. what, what is coming together as, as you're drawing and things, and things of that nature? Yeah, so maybe I can talk a little bit about like how I would approach it if I was the if I was working and so as let's say that we're at a, a board like a board strategy session a board meeting because that's really important in the mm -hmm. nonprofit sector I might show up with a blank piece of paper and a title because I know what the meeting is and it's not like I'm just gonna show up and draw I think that's the important thing for folks to know is that we're coming in with an important perspective on the purpose of the meeting what we're driving towards with the outcomes. We're coming in with experience around being in probably more meetings than your average person. And also the work experience and life experience that that practitioner has. All of that means that we've done a ton of prep work to be there in the room. And so as the meeting is going on, we are listening. It's kind of like my, my YouTube in my head, like I'm buffering. <laughs> so the information comes in and I'm organizing it in my head. And I'm thinking about key points that absolutely need to be recorded. I'm thinking about how hierarchy and scale can be used on the page to emphasize different points. I'm thinking about color to highlight. I'm thinking about what imagery is really going to bring that to life. Mm -hmm. And all of that is happening at the same time. And what's important is that I'm keeping up with also the conversation. And so I'm listening for content. I'm listening for key ideas. I'm listening for also what is yet unsaid. I'm listening for what the tone and the energy might be in the room. I'm like, oh, that was a big shift. 
oh, I haven't heard from that voice before. I wonder if that's also something to notice. I'm listening for systems. Mm. I'm listening for all the connections between those things and making them visible on the page. So mm. the pictures might look super nice, which is a bonus, but it's the process of how we get there that's also important. And I think that's the value. That's the value in the room. Because the facilitator is listening to all of that, but between people. And I'm listening to all of it and how to do it on the page. And so together, it makes a really powerful service to the group when you mm -hmm. have a facilitator and a graphic recorder working together. Absolutely. And I'm wondering also, how can an organization or say like a group of individuals prepare for the graphic recorder to come in? Like, is there anything that you like to have from the organization while you're buffering, so to speak? Yes, that's great, that's great. So yeah, we really wanna be like a seamless team for the, for the room. And so we always talk about being in service of the group. And so if I'm going to be the graphic recorder, we definitely have prep meetings with mm -hmm. the facilitation team and the client and the project ahead of time. We go over the agenda and we identify a few things. One, where is it most important for that arc of the meeting mm -hmm. to know what kinds of recording should go with it. And so if the agenda is diverging and we want, like I'm, I'm making like a diamond shape opening up in mm -hmm. my hands here. So if the agenda is diverging, we know that the brainstorm is most important. I want to allocate a ton of space on that poster to the brainstorming. Right. And if I know that the brainstorming is important, but really the visuals only should highlight the biggest top three ideas that that's where the group is going next is the is the prioritization. Mm -hmm. My poster might wait instead. We might put all the brainstorming on a flip chart and then wait so my poster really is the higher level summary. Right. And so we prep by noticing where in the agenda the visuals should match. Mm -hmm. And then we also prep with a ton of content. And so if I'm invited to do work on a technical meeting about fisheries, mm -hmm. I really need to read ahead of time. I think that's really important. Yeah, and that's yeah. a really good point to make is that, you know, the graphic facilitator is not going to come in um, without knowledge, hopefully, and they'll kind of understand, but they'll be there to make sure that the priorities are maintained and that, you know, things don't get lost. Yes, I think it's really important when we talk about hiring is that you want to hire for the right fit. You want to hire for the experience and the ability of that person to understand what's happening in the room. Mm -hmm. And so you might not be an expert in that organization, but if it's a governance meeting and your expertise is in governance, then that's a great match. Also, if you're a subject matter expertise, then for sure that also might be a great match. Sometimes you're too close to the information. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, oh, I know a lot about this topic and I'm frustrated because yeah, how come you haven't said that yet? And that's the danger, because you don't want to get ahead of yourself. You really want to stay as present as possible. Yeah. As present as possible. Oh, that's very interesting. So yeah. making sure that there's nothing within your facilitation experience that might be leading with what you're you know, going to be recording. Yeah, this is a good question around bias. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about, you know, can a facilitator be neutral? Or do you bring your your subjectivity. I think it's really clear that you need to bring your subjectivity mm. to this work. I'm filtering the information and if I pretend that I'm not filtering, I think I do the group a disservice. Right. right? They're hiring me because I have a specific ability to synthesize what they're talking about, but I'm not neutral in that. Mm -hmm. right? I, I definitely have a worldview. But what I need to do as a practitioner is to check my bias and to do lots of inner work around privilege and understanding how did I arrive at this perspective. Right. right. It's super yeah. important. Yeah. And so would you, as a graphic facilitator, put forward sort of a bit of, not your subjectivity necessarily, but a bit of maybe where you come from? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I think that's important. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm a white settler and I live in Vancouver and I do a lot of work across the country and in and other places and that needs to inform my work every time because when I move, I also, I'm a guest in other people's, mm-hmm. uh, other people's lands, other people's territories and, and I don't know the history in the same way and so I need to ask lots of questions, right? I need to introduce myself in the room so people know who I am. Mm-hmm. I need to build that trust before I start drawing. Otherwise, people will be like, who's this? Who's this guy in the corner? What's he drawing? Is he gonna be drawing me? Did he draw what I say? And, and if, you can, if you can introduce yourself in a way that welcomes people in and mm-hmm. welcomes them into the process, then they're gonna engage with the visuals mm-hmm. and the visuals are, are for them, right? Yeah. My philosophy is that the visuals belong to the group, but it's not this like thing at the end of the day that here you go, I, I need to, bring people along in this journey. And so we we do lots of checking in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was at this very important three-day event recently in Colville Lake, and so it was a tribunal process, basically, that had hired me. And so it wasn't from the government and it wasn't from the community. It was Mm -hmm. this board, this tribunal board, as a result of land claims that had hired me. Mm. The graphic recording was actually going to be entered as evidence. Oh. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this has happened anywhere else. And what's important about that is like, well, if it's going to be evidence, who am I to say yeah. that this should be evidence? And so we had to take a pause. We decided uh, collectively to take a pause in the proceedings to ask each of the presenters to take their poster, to review it, mm-hmm. to make improvements with post-it notes, to talk to me about making the changes. And then once that had been adjusted, then we asked each presenter, each each party, to be like, do you want to enter these into evidence? Wow. And then that's when people made their decision. And so bringing people along, it doesn't need to be a, you know formal evidence, but all those things that you can do to ask, right? Yeah. Ask people. I guess because also graphic recording in its own way is making such an impact into what is happening either in that meeting, uh, that gathering or what, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that it's something to consider. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that it it prompts people in very subconscious ways. And so if I've drawn a big poster and some of the key messages are communication, you can see it really clearly on the wall, or collaboration, you begin to notice when those words show up later in people's conversations. Mm. If, I, if I've drawn something that doesn't fit, you know, it also, it also stands out. Yeah. Right, absolutely, yeah. yeah. How did you get started in this work? Yeah, so you know, what is amazing about graphic recording is that everyone can come in from their different perspectives. And so I really value that my colleagues come in with a wide range of different you know, lived experiences, backgrounds. You might come in having been a classroom teacher for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You might come in with an animation perspective instead. But really, it's bringing in the lens of listening, so deep listening, mm. and then the power of visuals. Right. And so I got started because I came from the nonprofit sector. So it's really nice to be here with Vantage Point. <laughs> it's, um, it's an incredible organization. I think that the, the role of graphic recording and graphic facilitation really has an important role to play in the nonprofit sector specifically. I started, I did 10 years of nonprofit work at Simon Fraser University. I was working for the student government there for a long time. Oh. And then I moved over to the Disability Alliance BC as the administrative director. Mm-hmm. And always my work was with people, right? Peer support groups, labor relations, human resources. And then that was the most important part of my work but then on the side I was drawing to explain things Mm. so if new legislation came and we needed to make it really plain language I was like we should make a cartoon about this and if we had grant funding to give out 
I thought that a giant mural would make a lot more sense. So as you walked by really quickly, you could see how the process worked, where the money came from, how decisions were made, where the governance showed up. And somebody said at some point, did you know that this is a job? And I was like, what? <laughs> that would be the best job ever. And it's true, I have the best job. We have amazing, amazing experiences being able to work in this field as graphic facilitators, graphic recorders. Oh, that's awesome. I do want to touch on one thing that you did mention, which is deep listening. Mm. Do you mind going into what that is a bit? Yeah, so, you know, I think a lot of people might see the role of graphic recording as this beautiful poster mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And how we get there is the really important part. So the role is really to listen to what a group is saying mm -hmm. and draw what is being said, but then also to sense into what is also being unsaid. So what is under the surface? What is happening in the, in the larger conversation? And so all of those skills around deep listening come in with um, your understanding of systems thinking. Mm -hmm. So understanding what ecosystem we could be working in, what are visual models that might support that. You might also have deep listening around, for example, conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So that work is about what isn't being said, whose voices aren't being amplified, whose voices can we amplify in these conversations. Mm -hmm. And then you're also listening for the content of the meeting. And so sometimes, in a meeting, there might be a ton of PowerPoint, like a ton of data, or mm -hmm. a really kind of complex conversation. And how can we slow that down and synthesize it in order to come up with visuals that really bring clarity and insight and strategy? I think that's the key. Lovely. And so it's kind of about making sure that the greater points don't get lost. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, I love yeah. that. So you've mentioned this a little bit, but what are some ways that graphic recording has been used within the not-for-profit sector? So, you know, I think that visuals can amplify and support work in lots of different ways. And mm -hmm. so I was thinking about good examples to bring. And you could think about this work in maybe three different big buckets. So mm -hmm. one is around engagement. So every time a group wants to increase engagement in the room and then maybe with your communities, graphic recording is a really powerful tool. So that means what if we're doing an open house around what the future of the library would look like? What better way than to set up a big blank piece of paper with no prescribed outcomes mm -hmm. and just ask people and then see their ideas drawn right in front of them? People are like, that's exactly what I said. Here it is on the page. And, and the result is that people can really feel heard. Right? Wow, it's very yeah. important to feel heard in those situations. If we were in a governance structure, mm -hmm. so maybe it's like a board meeting or you're doing work around one of your teams, then graphic recording can be really about finding out what problems we need to solve. Mm -hmm. what, what pathways might we track? What about the journey of our user experience? What about anything that you need the group wisdom to really show up? Right, right? Yeah. yeah. In that case, you might want to have people drawing with post-it notes, you might want to have participation from the people in the room, there might be a chance to really share the pens. Mm -hmm. And so you can think about a graphic recorder listening kind of to the front and side of the room, but also there's opportunities for us to really work with the group. And I think that's also really important to know. I remember a group project with the David Suzuki Foundation mm -hmm. where they were talking about 
green capital and how to transform back alleys. And so we drew oh. some back alleys on some giant pieces of paper, and then everybody got a marker. And we drew together about where can the transformations that we need to have, let's draw them all. Right? Oh, excellent. So people, all those things, like, right, yeah, came right to be visible. So it's kind of like, it sounds like an accessible way to do either hive minding or brainstorming. Mm-hmm. It can definitely be good for brainstorming. One of the things about brainstorming is you may end up with lists and lists and lists on flip charts. And where do those flip charts go to languish a slow, lonely death in the corner, right? <laughs> a slow, lonely death. And so when you have graphic recording, it is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be beautiful. It can be lists and lists, but also the information is organized. There's a structure to it. And what you can do is something a little bit more right. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. So you want people to go back to the information. So you're not there to prioritize things being product over process. You mm-hmm. want that the process is equally important, but when things are color-coded, nice and like lined up, when there's a structure to it, you're more likely to revisit the information and, and then it becomes useful, then it becomes the tool. Right, and it's a different way of digesting that information as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and do you feel that would make um, projects kind of more attainable in a way if you see them visually? I think that anytime you can increase the buy-in to a project, that's really important. So when people see that they've been heard, Mm -hmm. when the information that they remember is in the room and they go back to the artifact of that meeting, that's really powerful. Then the project is more likely to get buy-in because, again, you're using a multitude of tools to get there. If we just plot a report down on someone's desk and say, go and execute this, that's really different than having engagement through the entire thing. So it's one more tool in your your toolbox of Mm -hmm. ways of having participation. And the the third kind of big bucket, so engagement, Refine and is the one around refining an idea. Mm-hmm. So what if we have a room full of these graphic recording posters and you really want to send out and crystallize that message? Now you've got an ability for the group to see what they've come up with and then choose. Choose, refine, redraw, yeah, and oh, synthesize. So I would say that. that those are all really important roles for graphic recording. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing all that knowledge. I'm looking forward to diving in a bit deeper, but before we do, let's take a quick break. Humanity Financial Management is a CPA firm dedicated to helping Canadian not-for-profit, charitable, and social enterprises build capacity for strong internal financial management. Humanity Financial Management's part-time controllers and CFOs provide support for budgeting, reporting, audit preparation, policies and procedures, and internal controls. Their results? Financial risk reduction and asset protection. Visit Humanity Financial Management online at humanityfinancial.ca. And we're back with Sam Brad from Drawing Change, talking about graphic recording. And we've kind of been circling this, but how does graphic recording encourage engagement in meetings? And I mean for folks who maybe are usually the ones who are a bit of wallflowers and, you know, they are usually not the ones to, you know, voice their ideas in meetings. How would this foster? Yeah, this is great. So it's important to think about how to integrate graphic recording into a meeting. So I'll answer your question by saying, like, what if this is just a big gimmick what if this Mm. has no value whatsoever how can you prove that graphic recording is useful so i think that it's important to know that this has been around since the 70s um oh it yeah and so i too was like it's been around since the 70s really and and there's kind of like two big kind of streams mostly from california also from chicago and it was always consultants supporting really large private sector organizations Mm. to do this work you can think about you know all the tools that are available to you know large corporations strategic planning and uh, creating rooms where 
the facilitation is really about designing an experience together and the, the scribing and making it visual was always one big part of that. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about how that's evolved and grown and changed over the last little while, what we see now is graphic recording becoming more democratized in the public sector and in the nonprofit sector. And we're in this wave now of mm-hmm. lots of people sharing and drawing and creating this work whether they're on staff or they're in-house or maybe they're at a meeting and they're sitting in the audience um, for a, a big conference and all of that's super important so how do all of those things now engage multiple people so how do they engage like even introverts in this work well I would say that if you're at a big conference I have lots of people coming up to me on the break because they have this thing to talk through. Oh. This giant poster is there, and they've just had this shared experience around this keynote, they're super energized, and now there's a reason why they can come over and talk about the keynote to someone else who is standing there at the poster. So we usually create these big galleries of mm. the giant posters um, at a big event, and so you create an environment where people can then have those conversations. So that's one way. Right. Another way that's super introvert friendly is that we build in activities to make sure the visuals are not just kind of at the side of the room or kind of lonely in the hallway. We really want people to engage with the work. And so we might do something called a gallery walk. And that's a really simple activity. You can do it with any kind of flip chart work or Mm -hmm. big posters that you bring in. And a gallery walk is me and you with a good question. So the question might be, how have we been talking about leadership over the last two days? Mm-hmm. So you and I would go, we would go and review all of the posters and we would use our post-it notes to identify things or to use post-it notes to pose more questions. I really just like add that mm-hmm. right onto the poster itself. And so that's a very introvert friendly kind of activity because you don't have to stand up in front of the whole room. You've got mm-hmm. lots of time to think about stuff. Um, and I think the third way of engaging more voices would be to get people drawing. I mean, okay. people are like, I don't draw. But you don't need to be a fancy drawer to also create something together. So yeah. I think those are all really good ways of, of bringing people in. But you can imagine if you were in a multi-day session or at the end of a big day, having, having this tool that somebody has been dedicated to the listening, it's very powerful to have that mm-hmm. person walk through, describe highlight, notice, organize all of that information because there are so many roles in the room. There's participants, there's the facilitator, there's the project lead or the client in some cases. There's all of these things happening and having one person just dedicated to listening is is very important in a a very busy, fast-paced world. I agree. And it sounds like also there's a lot of time to reflect uh, Mm -hmm. no matter where you are within that Mm -hmm. gathering. You get that time to either walk through, like you said, the gallery walk or like just reflect as it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that really got me excited about this work was I've been to a lot of meetings and a lot of meetings are terrible. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a terrible meeting? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody out there in, in Radio Land, you're like, yes. <laughs> it was a great sigh. <laughs> but we can also think about the times when meetings lifted, right? They lifted us up and they felt life affirming and there was creativity and there was joy. And all of those things are, are in support of healing, right? Mm-hmm. All of those things in some big way are about wellness and they're about healing. And so how can visuals and creativity help unlock that? Because I really believe that this is a tool and one of many tools, but it's a way in. It's a way in to help people remember that they know mm-hmm. how to 
host people well, how to be in a good conversation, how to leave feeling better than when we started. Yeah. I think that's, that is always the core of this work. Absolutely. And if that can be the way that we all leave meetings, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's why it's not a gimmick. So the, the question on Twitter was like, is this a gimmick? And I was like, oh, I mean, it, anything could be a gimmick. Sure. Right? Podcast could be a gimmick. It's totally not a gimmick. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like a deep conversation. Exactly. How could it be a gimmick? Yeah, no. <laughs> Everything's a gimmick until it's not. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And what other ways can organizations use graphic recording in their work? Yeah, this is such a good question because really it's about even bigger than graphic recording. So what I want organizations to think about is how can you use arts-based methods and mm -hmm. creativity to do what you need to do? Mm -hmm. So how can we invite people to use photography, to use photos, to use little bits of drawing here and there to use music to make transitions during the day. Mm -hmm. How can we spend more time slowing things down or speeding things up, remembering that we have bodies? Like all of those things create good meetings. And so when it comes to graphic recording, when you're hosting people in conversations that are dynamic or that are thoughtful, small group work, big group work, the quality of that meeting really changes. And so that's the kind of meeting where it's really great to have then mm -hmm. a record of what happened because you want people to remember, right? They want yeah. to be transported back there. So I think about all the times when you're having a really special gathering, then how can graphic recording help? It can help by remembering the qualities of that, the, the summary of that conversation and the purpose, right? Mm. The clear purpose, not just the outcomes and the, and the to-do list, that's super important. And I do lots of strategic planning, so we're always driving towards outcomes and, and you know, the, the next action steps and right. 10, 10, 10s, and that's fine. But also remembering the purpose because mm -hmm. sometimes we arrive and we're like, we all know why we're here and then we never talk about it. True. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like that, bringing it back to purpose, because I think a lot of organizations kind of maybe get stuck in the weeds a bit. Mm -hmm. And so bringing them out and being able yeah. to have this tool to actually say, okay, purpose, yeah. what is this? Yeah. yeah. So for example, say you have like a regular staff meeting mm -hmm. and somebody's always tasked with minutes. Great. I'm sure here everyone reads the minutes. Amazing. <laughs> lots of groups don't take minutes and lots of groups don't have time to read the minutes afterwards. So the question is why? Why is that why does that need to be done in that way? What if there was a visual template that someone draws one time and it's sectioned off into like, why are we here? What's the three top things that we need to do this week? What are the five aha things that we don't want to forget? Mm -hmm. Someone fills that in once, takes a photo, sends it out by email. Are you more likely to look at that compared to like a giant Word document? Sometimes yeah. you need both. Sometimes you, you can get away with one. But thinking about how you transform the meetings that you want to have. Templates, for example, so that's an example of a small template for like a staff meeting, but big templates work for group work too. Mm -hmm. So asking people instead of just having a blank flip chart, organizing the information into a pathway or doing other kinds of interviewing work to understand again, mm -hmm. the patient perspective, the client perspective, the user experience around journeys and mapping those out. So there's all these ways that we can yeah, transform kind of the ordinary way that we do stuff mm -hmm. and then layering in these visuals. You just have to pause and say, okay, why are we doing it this way and how else can we approach this? Right. So kind of a very mindful approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And going off of graphic recording not being a gimmick, mm -hmm. what are the coming trends? Oh, the coming trends. I think we're seeing, I have this visual, what are the trends? And so if we think about visual practice in the middle, we think about where 
the circles can overlap with different sectors or things out there. So for example, movies and visual practice might overlap with storyboarding, mm. right? That's like a real thing, storyboarding. What about education and visual practice? Often we'll see that in terms of sketch noting. So sketch noting is same thing, graphic recording, but on a personal scale, on a mm. small scale note taking. So if anybody's out there and their kids or young people in their lives are in school and they're like, I think this young person would be amazing at this, they can start with sketch noting because mm. there's not a huge audience, you don't have to find a room full of 100 people, you can just go. And so thinking about where these overlaps are, I have a colleague, Lisa Aurora, who's based in Victoria, who took mediation and visual practice and is now doing visual mediation. Oh, wow. Because you can see that when people are coming from really different perspectives, being able to literally see on the page what the polarities might be mm. and where they, can, where they have some overlap is really powerful. So when I think about the trends, I think about what are unexplored areas for this work and then where might the new thing become. So science communication desperately needs more visual practice. Yes. Desperately. Yeah, I do lots of work with the World Health Organization for exactly that reason. I think about lots of groups who are doing strategic planning and our strategic planning cycles are getting shorter. Mm -hmm. It used to be every 10 years you would have like a a 10-year plan and you're seeing five-year plans and now really you're seeing 18 months to two, maybe three-year plans. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have visuals that are more evergreen visuals that get everybody on the same page, use metaphors to bring things to life, that's exciting too. And so... Yeah, why, why can't the nonprofit sector innovate in that way, right? Uh, yeah, totally absolutely. Can. Yeah, I appreciate that as well. And it's so true. I mean, I think because, like you mentioned, strap planning sessions, they are becoming so much shorter because we are moving so quickly mm-hmm. um, within our work that I think, yeah, this is absolutely an accessible mm-hmm. way to get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? I think there's, there, yeah, there's a couple of things that I'm really passionate about in this work. And one of the important things is if you're working with a graphic recorder or a graphic facilitator, I want people to think about the relationship between the group facilitation and working with the practitioner in the room. Mm. So we really value that we're a team and working in for the same reasons. We're we're there to serve the group. And Mm -hmm. so when facilitators hire us or when I'm facilitating and I hire a graphic recorder, I really think about how to align the two roles in the room. Mm -hmm. And so I really encourage facilitators, if they've never paired up with a graphic recorder, to consider how that really like dance can be. So it's like a seamless experience for the group because we are there to make your life easier. (laughs) We are there to, to wow the group, but also we are there to improve the process, right? Yeah. And really, that's like that's one beautiful thing. And I think the other important thing is that the work needs to be done with cultural safety mm-hmm. as much as possible. So really bringing in an anti-racism perspective, an intersectional lens. Um, you know, the, the context right now in Canada around anti-Indigenous racism is extremely heightened. And so when I see practitioners coming in with a really deep, understanding of working with cultural safety, understanding social location, coming in with who they are, especially whether you are a white person or you're an indigenous practitioner or a racialized person, I think that's really valuable. Mm -hmm. Because for a long time, our field treated possibly a lot of our drawings as if they were neutral. Mm -hmm. In the last few years, there's been this really beautiful conversation emerging around like, what are we drawing and how? Yeah. So this really is exciting because I think when we just draw like the little stick figure or the kind of the every person yeah that's really a stand-in for actually a thing it's really a stand-in for whiteness Mm -hmm. and so the more the more we can unpack that the more that we can bring in 
work in collaboration, bring in other worldviews with other practitioners, the deeper this work gets. Mm -hmm. And so it means that, you know, non-racialized and non-Indigenous practitioners, like, need to do our work, Mm -hmm. for sure. And it means that there's so much room and capacity for voices that haven't been graphic recorders or graphic facilitators at this scale yet for racialized and Indigenous folks to do the work. And so I'm super excited about that. And I think that's one of the things that Drawing Change really wants to see more of is networks, networks, networks of this building. Because who knows where this field is going to go next? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the joy. So what visuals are possible? What what can we do? The word that's emerging is what will this be as a methodology? Right. So how can, and I hear this from Indigenous colleagues, and so this isn't my work, but I, I want to surface it as being really important. How does visual practice amplify a storytelling and oral traditions mm-hmm. in a modern way? How can this work be done, right? Mm-hmm. How can this work be done really well to support the work that we need to do around uh, around all the things? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's like, yeah, that's where my passion is right now yeah Yeah. I love that drawing change and graphic recording generally is going in that sort of direction of making way for folks who tell stories differently and and you know has that lens of inclusion and multiple voices and and racialized and indigenous people I think that's fantastic yeah Yeah. I want to thank you so much Sam for coming and chatting with us this has been fantastic (laughs) thanks so much Nav um yeah if anybody has um yeah, they want to reach out or they have questions about the work, yeah, I'd be really happy to answer more questions. And we have some resources on our website too, which could be helpful for somebody who's like, but where do I start? I think that you should start. I think that anybody can do this work. You do not have to be a fancy artist. It is about getting the ideas across. Awesome. And what is that website for our listeners? It's drawingchange.com. And the section you might be interested in is ideas. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sam. Thank you. Awesome. So thank you for listening. Vantage Point is a not-for-profit organization based in Vancouver, BC, that works to transform not-for-profit leadership. Learn more at thevantagepoint.ca. We'd like to again thank our sponsor, Humanity Financial Management. Finally, we'd love to hear from you. Please rate this podcast or leave us a comment on your favorite podcast listening device. Thank you again for joining us from our Vantage Point.